now that Batavia is done making fun of me, we can get on to the real subject. What are we supposed to do in our gardens on the second month of winter? Right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. How happy are you that it's winter now? I'm really trying to pull it together. Did you see the face? Scale, scale of one to ten, how happy are you? Two. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a majority of people in the world feeling this, except except for our friends in Australia and the Southern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Congratulations. Your growing season is now kicking in. Well, yeah. And we are very jealous. Well, you know, I, I think about the folks that, you know, and those in the U.S. <clears throat> in particular in the warmer climates that have a chance to grow veggies that they wouldn't normally be able to, you know, have take off in the heat of summer and the heat of what summer is for all of us. Right. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, I could be happy for them, I guess. It's it's yeah. it's a stretch, man. For me, it's actually not a bad time. I mean, this is like. The the dull period. Mm hmm. But after this, like I can start planning stuff that's really cool weather and make it look at don't don't jump through the computer screen and choke me out, please. (laughs) Please. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're like, this will be the middle of January bracing myself. So right at the tail end of the year, I had the first shoveling of snow. And, you know, it's it's hard not to be the Grinch that stole winter. Like, forget yeah. Christmas, the Grinch that stole winter. Although snow is not um, uh, the worst thing for me. Yeah, so for winter, I don't mind it snowing because generally as it snows, the temperature isn't so bad. It's what follows. Normally the temperatures significantly yeah. drop after it snows. So even I, I don't mind shoveling snow that much. <clears throat> like I could never do it again in my lifetime and be okay, but it's a part of where I live. So I accept it. And the snow I have to shovel is small compared to some, um, you know, so why is that? Well, I mean, just when it comes to my property, you know, so I just have my walkway, a couple of spots in the front of the house and then needing to go from the backyard, like the back door to the garage. So, dude, I used to have when I lived in um, Massachusetts, we had a long driveway Mm -hmm. and I had to shovel that bitch by hand. And it was like the last year we were there, it literally snowed every day. It was like the snowiest winter in history. And I remember like after it's because, you know, it snowed, it'd be like maybe 25 uh-huh, uh-huh. but then afterwards it'd be like seven yeah. you know below zero and you have to and get I would it that snow out. right away too before that temperature drops that far well i mean we would set a, a an alarm clock and i would get up throughout the night mm-hmm. and stay on top of it and you know the first year i did that and my wife was like we got to go out every couple hours and i was like oh hell no we're good <laughs> yeah no we're not <laughs> but um 
it would like freeze and thaw, freeze yeah. and thaw. So then I was out chipping ice all all for like if it wasn't snow, it was ice, and I was like I was done. Yeah. So then I moved back home. But I mean, it's <laughs> we've had like snowmageddon. We've had you know the Arctic temperatures. I remember one year since I've been in this house, maybe it was 2011. I can't remember for sure. There was snow up to the um, the doorknob of the garage. Right. So, I mean, every doorknob is the same measurement. You all know how high that is. Right. So there is snow that high and that wasn't even drift snow, you know. So, I mean, last year I shoveled a handful of times, meaning 2019 going into 2020. And we're just at the beginning of the real season for 2020 and going into 2021. Um, So I'm just I'm considering myself lucky so far. You know. Yeah. My gardeners out east have been getting it worse as of late. So. They have, <laughs> I think, I'm not sure what they have where I used to live. It's probably not good though. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not there. Now I'm it's here a part of life. and I'm still growing. Yeah. It's a part of life. <laughs> it is. It is. Housekeeping. So before you ask about the greenhouse, me and the greenhouse are broken up right now. Mm-hmm. You're on a break? Yeah, we're on a okay. break. We're taking a couple days break because it tried to knock me out and cut my head wide open. Oh, good night. Which is why I haven't shaved my head. So, uh-huh. um. Me and the guard, me and the greenhouse are just taking a couple day break. I'm gonna say, you know what? You do your thing, and when I can cut my hair again, I'm coming back. <laughs> I get it, man. I mean, I'm not as as I imagine that was a height thing, so I'm not as tall as you. Yeah, but I'm pretty well, I mean, clumsy. Yeah, I'm over six feet tall, so um, I hit my head frequently. Mm. Anyways, I mean, my head's scarred up, yeah. but uh, all of you tall people out there, I know you sympathize. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or I always have to reach for something. Like, I feel like I'm always doing something because of my height. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but everybody that's short in my house, they always have to go low. Yeah, so yeah, it works yeah. out pretty good. Yeah. But um, it's, you know, it's 65 degrees right now. So uh, yeah. it doesn't really matter what the inside of the greenhouse is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> okay. So moving on to the next item. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, hold on. Before we do, though. You know, I've talked about insulating the greenhouse mm-hmm. and I'm still not totally sold on it yet. And this is why. But this is we're also forecasted to have a warm winter. Okay. So where other people are going to be cold, we're forecasted to be warm. So maybe this year I won't. Mm-hmm. But next mm-hmm. year, you never know. It'd be nice not to have that to do that extra step this year and kind of grow in, um, yeah. you know, just what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. It's nice to not have to do any extra stuff. You know, I feel that, brother. So listen, I um, heard that. I do have um, one update, and it is not full on sock update. So not socks for warmth, but I did search out and look for and put on compression socks. So I tweaked my ankle, and you know. This winter sedentary life, man, <laughs> like, like just the idea of you. kicking my feet up somehow, some way something went wrong. And like every time I'm, you know, sitting for an hour or two, my ankle stiffens up. And so now I'm like walking on the balls of my feet, trying to stretch it out. So I had to dig up my old compression socks for my running days. Um, so, you, you know, know what this is? Try to get some relief. What's that money? No, it's the world's smallest violin. Oh, is there no sorrow here? There's none. How dare you use this platform? 
because you know everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, Batavi, I'm so sorry you hurt your little foot." I didn't even think about oh, it that way, but thank you. You're so doing it right now. You are you you are playing the people against you or for you. I, if I tell my mom, she's gonna be like, "Well, you're getting old, girl." You know, and who wants to hear that, right? And so, okay, I then think you can use this was, platform for that. I, hold on, I think it's related in part. Well, there are a whole bunch of things, and I'm sure that people that are actually in the medical field will tell me more of what it is. But I'm telling you, I think it was the sign that the snow was coming, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and here it is. Um, it's, uh, it is what it is, man. Maybe I should yeah. be You're out there. You're not even that old, though. You, know, you shouldn't even have more. these problems. What's that? <clears throat> you shouldn't even have these problems. You're not even that old. No, of course not. What do we agree to? 20-something? 25 yeah, yeah yeah i actually like that number yeah. that that was actually a good spot in my life too 25 not me yeah. see and because of my beard i can't even act like i'm 25 yeah yeah, yeah. which by the way can we take just a quick second sure. it's a good beard day ah nicely so, done and i've had it i've had a period of rough bushiness so <laughs> and a you know i'm going out to do something nice shirt day too and you know what? I'm not. Actually, I am going to go do something nice. I'm going to start some more seeds today. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't wear a white shirt for that. So you guys need to go back to the Backyard Gardener on Instagram. And it's going to be some post back. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it doesn't post. But you can scroll through and see it. Ben has this awesome picture of him starting seeds. It's like the freaking coolest. And it's it's really more of the seed starting soil mixture, right? And there's some good tips in there. Um, yeah. So check it out if you're on Instagram. Uh, if you're on Instagram, I'm sure you're following him. Um, I'll put it on... Um I'll put it in the, in the highlights for this um, on the Backyard Gardens TV Instagram too. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, the... Uh, you know, I was sitting there and I was making my soil. So it has the recipe that I use for my seed starting mix in it. And I was like, I need to take a photo of this. And I was like, I don't, I mean, what do you take a photo yeah. of? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, here's a pile of dirt. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was like, all right. And I did this and I was like, holy shit. I look like a psycho. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it's been confirmed now from the comments and stuff like that. Yeah. But It fits you know. in because I've been watching a lot of bad guy you know killer like if if there have been two or three movies made and there's some type of you know death scenes i've been watching it lately as a part of my winter binging you know i don't like to watch things that are serious around this time of year so really believe is more what i focus on yeah full-on make-believe you know like michael myers movie one through 48 or whatever however many there are oh so you like the halloween movies oh no no i'm just using it as an example you know oh damn i was gonna point you to a good one but (laughs) anything rob zombie directs is amazing okay so yeah if you like nudity blood and just straight awesomeness rob zombie is the best director okay duly noted yeah (laughs) And his wife is pretty too, so uh, it works out yeah, good. She's yeah. in all his movies. All right. So, and they are literally the sexiest couple on the planet. We're starting to learn so, more than we really want to know about you and your perspective. Well, and it kind of ties into I posted in my stories the other day that uh, they actually have a garden, mm-hmm. and it was cool to me because I was like, "Oh shit, these famous people got a garden." Mm-hmm, I was like, "That's what I'm talking yeah, about." You yeah. know what I mean? It was just like kind of that moment because. You know, when I think about a garden, I think that it's people that are like 
your average person. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't imagine in my head like a mega rich, super famous person like out digging in their garden. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, and I mean, it would look like a, and I didn't see much of it, but it looked like a fairly legit garden. So, Good you know, it's just kind of like, it was a cool moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And our seed giveaway mm-hmm. is still going on. So head over to backyardgardenstv.com to sign up and you will be entered in this seed giveaway and all the others and leave us a review wherever you listen to us, it truly does help us. We want to reach more people and we want to help people learn to grow and grow for change. So if you could do that, we would much appreciate it. Um, and ding, ding. So let's get on to the subject. Yeah. The meat and taters of it. So <laughs> I love yeah. meat and taters. <laughs> I don't, I just like the taters. What is it? Uh, so, May West on my face or whatever that. For <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are talking about what to do in the second month of um, winter, and Batavia's throwing me off because she's holding up her notebook. This is a visual aid. Which looks- it's, it's the second, it's the first thing that we're going to do in the second month. Oh. Come on now, oh, let's get it together. snap. <laughs> so um, this is in the newsletter that if you sign up for the giveaway, you will get, but... um. What we do in the second month of winter, a lot of people think, at least I did for a long time, is you don't do shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just sit on your ass yeah. and eat bonbons and watch TV yeah. and you know live your other part of your life. But I feel like this is one of the most important months, you know, tasks to do to set you up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like every month I'm like, this is the most important one. But the caveat is to set you up for the next year. Yeah, this is the beginning of your new growing season, right? Where we did a lot of reflecting on the in the last or the first month, I should say. So the the episode that we did around kind of that first month of the Winter Garden Checklist, this is the beginning of really what's all going to be this year for you. This is why I can be excited. That 2%, what what did you say, a scale of 1 to 10? One of yeah. those points is for this moment or these moments. Okay. So. For this podcast right now that you're on the podcast talking to? Uh, sure. Let's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I knew you were headed there and I'm just, I'm going to go along with it for now. Yeah, you can see it, the seriousness in my face, in my voice. How believable yeah. is it? Well, yeah, it's pretty close, <laughs> except for the big smile on your face. So the first thing and Batavia's favorite of all time mm-hmm. is get a notebook and start planning for the season. Yeah. And Batavia is, I mean, she's taken the step and she got a notebook. Well, I was given a lovely notebook. <laughs> this notebook forced was forced down my garden throat. Um, and obviously Ben really means it when he says notebook, but whatever your note taking system is, I'm going to shout out to all of my folks. Um, this though is if there is a time to have a piece of paper in front of you, Come, give me a moment. Give me a moment. I'm scr- He's shaking his head. Give I'm me a moment. I'm scratching my beard. Yeah, give huh, me a uh-huh. So if there is a time to have a piece of paper in front of you, it's now. So I've mentioned this a million times um, and Ben loves me for it. I take a lot of notes and they're shorthand notes on my phone, right? Whole app for it. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. She said, get a piece of paper now. Mm-hmm. I don't have a bell, yeah, so yeah. I had to do the best I could. You, see, you hear the weakness? <laughs> 
Well, so it, look, if you will sit back and scratch your beard and let me finish this moment. So the reason why getting a piece of paper is important for me, and I have pieces of paper all over the house from previous years, is because I like to sketch out what the bed looks like. I like to see the beds like uh, the garden area together, right? If you have, even if you have containers, I've done like, I'm a terrible artist when it comes to that kind of thing. But I draw the little circle that represents the flower pot or the container. Um, and I'm getting closer to actually pulling off of the design that year. Um, there's some rough edits of it. But I say all that to say like a list of vegetables, which I have in my phone, my shorthand notes. Like I want to grow this, this, and this. I even number my beds, right? I want to grow this in this bed. Have Being able to see it on paper is a whole different experience. And I think it helps me kind of come back from reality because I, I can have some big plans in a list yeah. on my phone, you know. Well, I mean, and my notebook is a big part of what I have. So, um, oh, snap. Hold on one second. I got something for my notebook that is perfect for right now. So I got this for Christmas this year. And um, this is a little Kodak printer. Mm -hmm. And you Bluetooth your pictures into it from your phone and it'll print little two by three cards oh so what i've done is i've printed up pictures from the year and when i start i'll put it at the end of the year and then i can do it throughout and it has a sticky back so that's kind of where my garden notebook is now going to because you know the sketches are good but sometimes i want a real visual reference yeah so then i can stick it right on the paper and i'm not a big like i'm a i'm an artist i like to draw i draw a lot i do stuff like that and um I'm not a scrapbooker mm -hmm. by any means. Like that's not my thing at mm -hmm. all. But I start looking at it and I was like, you know, visual reference for this. So I went through and I printed out like an overall picture of my garden um, and then like each garden mm -hmm. bed. And you can do stuff in here too, where you take and you make like, <clears throat> you can make like a collage on one piece of paper. So like in my main part of my garden, I have four beds. So I just put like a quick snapshot yeah. of those four beds for fall. And then I can go back and visually reference it at the same time. Mm -hmm. But my notebook is important to me. And this is why I always, you know, and I got you the notebook as a joke. And if you use it, great. But there's, you know, I keep my frost date in mm -hmm. there. I keep my successful plant dates. And then I can go back and easily find in a tangible way what I've done in the previous years. And it's even fun to go back. Like you said, sketch out your plan mm -hmm. and then say like, wait, the plan sucked. <laughs> like I didn't even do this plan. Mm -hmm. Like I did all this yeah. work and my garden looks totally different or I overshot the whole thing. Cause you know, like one plan I had, I'd sketch it out. I was like, this is just going to be legit, yeah. son. Close the this books. Is it. Yeah. And then I went back and I closed that bitch down and I went a whole different route just cause it was going to cost me too much yeah. money, but it was fun to dream. Yeah. So there so. is um there's something to note that I have a feeling you're going to love. And you know when I say it that way what it really means. So what you kind of described when it came to, you know, the the index cards, like the printout size and everything, mm -hmm. it's in my mind I'm going to transfer that into like a garden vision board. Hashtag it. Right. It's already mm -hmm. a thing that's on the Internet, I'm sure. Um, and that can be a part of your garden planning. Right. You know, so these are the things some people um, really need to see a thing. Words. Yeah. On 
you know, letters typed in the phone, words even on a notebook or in a notebook, it's very different than seeing a plant, right? You know, seeing an image. And you talked about kind of some of the pictures of your beds, like that's a great start, you know, depending on how big or small your garden is, you may want to have some pictures. I'm going to go old school magazine pictures. They still have those, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, whatever it takes to bring it to life for you, I think is the, the point here. Um, you could do yeah. one or all you of know, those I things. Didn't even, I didn't even think about putting like magazine pictures of like inspiration mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, in all reality, like I might use three or four pages a year yeah. in my notebook. So, you know, this notebook will last me until hopefully the day I die. Yeah. But, it, you know, if you did that, then you could build up and it's just fun to go back and yeah. look at it. You know what I mean? So the thing I'm going to do, actually, and I have been meaning to stop by the dollar store is I'm teetering on this is getting a um, poster board. You know, come on. Are they still doing science projects in school for kids? Like, you know, those kind of poster boards. They're con- yeah, they're not. No. Yeah, they okay. are. So these are also things that are commonly used when you're building like a, a manual um, vision board. But my intention was to kind of put that on the wall and then draw out the garden beds. And I was going to use post-its because that allows me to say, nope, I'm going to change my mind. Um, yeah, you, uh-huh. I can see. I, yeah, I see him. Uh-huh. So that right there, if you're not if you're not watching on YouTube, sorry. This is um, cork, one by one inch cork. Yeah that I have up. And then this right here is just like a board specifically for that though. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, and that's not for this, this is like for other stuff, but you know, I think that's a great idea. We, the only problem I have is I would go through all that work and I would want to save the poster board. Yeah. And then I have just a bunch of poster boards yeah, yeah. up. But I mean, you, I mean, dude, it's the middle of winter. Mm-hmm. Like you could go crazy with it and have like a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, one of the things in our last episode, we talked about, or a couple episodes ago, we talked about garden goals. And so I'm going mm-hmm. to, and what we're doing new in our garden this year, I'm going to share a non-garden related goal and it is to hang things on walls. I, yeah, can you put something on that wall behind yeah, you? Yeah, well, no, not that wall. That's a closet. But <laughs> <laughs> even the cork board, I'm just like, I don't know. Can I lean it up against the wall? You know, like I, I got um, this right here. there are a couple of things hung on walls, but someone's come in and like found the stud. I have a whole stud finder. Oh, that's cool. Can you, can you see this? Yeah, I got the light. No, I can see it. Farmers wanted in space. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, um. I got that for Christmas and it was actually as an awesome gift because it was free, mm-hmm. a free poster. Mm-hmm. NASA does all these drawings and posters and then they put them up and you can download all of them in like high quality for free. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So yeah, they have one that's like earth and different, you know, they have different planets and stuff, but I got like a bunch of like garden centric ones. And so, you know, cause I mean, finding stuff to put on your walls is like, it's ridiculous. It can be very expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but to find something high quality for free, but doing something like that, like if you made like a permanent thing like this. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> it's mirror reversed. I don't know what no, I'm you, doing. You got it. You're spot on right there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that. Then, um, you know, you could do a lot with that. So, well, yeah. So the, um, because 
we've not done confessionals in a while here. So real quick, one of the I don't want to get into that. One of the things (laughs) is right now, if you're watching online, the setup that you see will probably be different behind me than the setup in the summer because I completely rearrange things where, you know, in the summer, I want to be able to look down onto my garden in the front yard. Um, And right now I can't see it at all from my seat. But it doesn't matter because there's nothing going on in it. Right. So I said that to say, like, the reason why I don't really hang up. Also, I mean, it's I can't find studs. (laughs) Ha ha. I get it. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Um, In addition to that, I'm always moving things around. So it's like I don't want anything to be permanent because I want to be able to move things around. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. I went longer there than I wanted to. You did. But, you know, in (laughs) short, like I literally put everything I feel is important in my notebook. And the cool thing I did this year is I put all the results for that soil test in. Mm-hmm. So then I can go back cause I have it electronically, but you know, that shit's long gone at this point. But if you are like Batavia and you just have to have it in your phone, but you really want to be able to write on paper, they have those. Um, have you heard of the rocket notebooks? I think it's called, I don't know. You, it's like almost like a dry erase situation. Mm-hmm. And then you take a picture of it and you, there's like icons at the bottom and you circle it and then you take a picture of it and it puts it into your phone in the format in which you des- designate it to be. Okay. So you can still have that feeling of writing in a notebook, but then you can also save it electronically if you want. Mm, interesting. So, yeah. Okay. That's the beauty of that. Get it out of your head, man. That's the thing. And as you're Thanks. getting it out of your head other thoughts will follow. So that's, that's yeah. the first bullet. <laughs> I'm a notebook freak. So well, yeah, I but think whatever. we've established that. Yeah. Well, for every other thing in my life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and then this kind of ties directly into that though, but take the time to research each plant and its companions. Ugh. Yeah. I should have fought so you if, on this one. Why? I should have, there should have been like in parentheses, uh, do as suggested, not as Batavia does, right? Like, no, this one's actually, it is on my list. And I, I always get wrapped around the axle once I start when it comes to the c- companion planting. And then when you fold in multiple season gardening. Um, but I think it's, I think it's important. And I hope to, uh, I aspire. Companion planting? Mm-hmm. Companion planting? Yeah, companion planting. Um, so you remember we talked about it recently in a previous episode Mm -hmm. and i said i was going to become an expert on plant companion planting you said it and thus i have done Mm. i have stayed up many nights many many nights reading and compiling information Mm -hmm. and um i believe we are going to do a show about this okay well bring it on then in the first month of winter damn it no (laughs) i'm not gonna spill the whole thing right now or should i i mean you could spill a little bit. You know what? Fuck companion planning. <laughs> but you have it in the newsletter. <laughs> yeah, it's important to an extent. Yeah. Okay. It can be more of a hindrance than it can be of a help. Okay. And it can be way more confusing and cause a lot more stress and make it a lot more difficult for you. So instead of. Like And when I said research its companions, I had a small box to type this stuff into. <laughs> it's better to research what does not go well yeah. with a plant. Yeah. 
than what can be a help to a plant. Okay. Because what you have is you have things like, I'm just off the top of my head, you know, it's like radishes and tomatoes go well together. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you start planting and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to plant my tomatoes and then I'm going to start my radishes. But what do we know about radishes? They're short, short, short from start to finish. Well, that too, but they like cool weather, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what don't tomatoes like? They don't cool like cold weather. weather. So then when you start planting them at the same time, what happens? You get confused because you're like, well, hold on. I was supposed to plant my radishes with my tomatoes. Yeah. Not to mention, you can go online, and I've confirmed this with about 50 different sites, and there's about six or seven different companions that different plants go to. So it's really confusing. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point where it's like, you know what? Just try your best, mm-hmm. but without becoming an expert on when every single plant's supposed to be planted, what conditions are the best, why it's a companion. Is it an insect thing? Is it a, you know, a height thing? Is it a temperature thing? Is it a disease? You know, how does it companion it? Don't worry about yeah. it, man. You know, it's like I was putting together my garden plan and this is why I was like, I had the revelation and I was like, man, it's like, I have this broccoli here. Well, broccoli doesn't play good with a lot of things. So what I ended up finding myself doing was almost eliminating broccoli completely, even though I really want to grow it. <laughs> so I was like, to hell with that. Like, who cares? Like, there's plenty of plants that it can grow next to. It's just not a companion. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no real benefit for it. But at the same time, it's like, screw that. Like, I'm trying to get mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's making it way more difficult to the point to where it would almost turn you off to a garden. Yeah. So, um, preach, right? And that's the place that um, (laughs) I'm choosing my words carefully. Um, I, I think that there is a part of my garden spirit that just says, give it a try. Uh, meaning not companion planting, but give planting these things together a try. And if it goes afoul, you may know, okay, go back to that really was a foe versus a companion, right? Yeah. So I'm choosing my words carefully because I don't want you just to go all out willy nilly and start planting things together that are known foes. But I was pulling up on one of my lists and this is more so focused on crop rotation, but it does tell you in part what doesn't play nice together. So one of the general statements is don't plant onions or garlic after beans. So if I'm not supposed to do that, I know that I shouldn't plant beans, onions, and garlic together or beans with onions and garlic, right? And so those are some general guidelines that I follow in my garden to say, these are the things this listing from this book says, you know, don't follow brassicas after tomatoes, right? We know there's a, a, shit ton of vegetables that fall under brassicas you know your collards your kales and some readings you know um all of the cabbage like all of those things broccoli right um and so in my mind i try to separate those things but i'm not going that much deeper when it comes to i'm going to complain i'm going to plant this marigold we know is a companion plant or listed that way in a bunch of different readings websites and books for a bunch of different plants. Well, you know, I'm just going to pop some marigolds in. No no harm, no foul. But once I get to the point where I'm spending hours trying to map things out, 
I, I'm turned off from it, you know? So I'm looking at it to say, learn a little each year, try a bit and see what works and see what doesn't work for you. Um, but don't spend your whole yeah. month of winter, you know, your <laughs> winter month two searching out this item. Well, and I mean, I definitely think it's important to spend some time on this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's important to sit back and really, I mean, especially if, <clears throat> like for you, where you don't have a you know, you're not going to be growing anytime soon, right? You got, what, a month or two before you really need to actively do anything? Outside in the garden, Batavia? yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is a good time to really, and if you feel so inclined, go deep on it. But just realize that, like, don't let it steer you away mm-hmm. from the goal. Yeah. You know, it's like the three sisters plan. They're all considered companions, mm-hmm. right? Why are they considered companions? Because the bean climbs the corn. Who gives a shit about that? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, seriously, like, put up a damn trellis. Like, it's a great, it's a sexy idea. But, like, if that's why it's a companion, that's the stupid reason to have a companion. Because as you, as you look at it and you go online, you find graphics. And people will put stuff up and it'll be like, you know, you put this plant here, this plant here, this turns red, this turns green. Mm-hmm. Well, then it might be red and you're like, well, why the hell not? You know, and it, so, I mean, it's like I put um, collards right behind my tomatoes and guess what? I'm eating collards. Yeah, yeah it's an excellent point. You know right? what I mean? Like I'm eating some damn yeah. collards, like straight this up. This published out the gate, book like, says don't do that, right? You know, so this is a couple of, a couple of notes here. I rely on, you know, Backyard Gardens TV as a resource. I also rely on <laughs> Old farm, farm Farmer's Almanac as a resource and then extension services when it comes to kind of these hard and fast rules. And mm-hmm. a lot of those places will tell you the thing, but they still don't always tell you the why, right? And so what it's kind of like, this is the caution with companion planting as a note. So you got some time, read up on it, um, but... Don't get out here growing something that you don't want in your garden because some site listed it as a companion, right? The general rules. Nobody when it comes tells to, you the why. Say again. Nobody tells you the why. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are a couple Nobody. of places that say you know when it comes it's to so vague. Um, yeah, there are a couple of places I can probably find and point out a couple of places that say this is why you should, but most of them say this is why you should not, which again isn't companion planting, but. Well, I consider that companion planting because you're you're figuring out what's it's just an easier term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you're finding out what's what's a foe. Yeah. And I think that's very important yeah. to find out like what does not why doesn't grow there. Yeah. You know, but I am not and I do not condone anybody spending time stressing themselves mm-hmm. out over figuring out what is a good thing when nobody is going to tell you what's a good thing. And then you read about it and you're like, well, shit, I don't even know if I had that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've never even seen that bug. I've never even heard of that disease. And so it's like, are, are you really, you know, needing to do this just because like. And I really I firmly believe that some of these things when it comes to companions are. It's really speaking to, you know, I don't want to say more farming lifestyles because we've talked about being urban farmers, but I think I want to say the scale that you're growing on. So if you have a 50 foot spot of beans, right, you know, think about how many beans that is, how much you've you've taken out of that soil, you know, so you may not want to add insert whatever the foe is for that. But if you're talking about yeah. like, you know, a six square foot space, like I mean, again, 
It's balanced. Yeah, so the general rule of thumb that I follow and that I've read is if you're planting and something is a foe, mm-hmm. you want to be two spaces away from the requirement from it. Mm. So if you break it up in a grid sure. and you're going to plant, <clears throat> you know, your tomatoes and your lettuce in the same mm-hmm. garden, you want, and the tomatoes take up four square feet, right? You want to be an additional four square feet mm-hmm. away from that, at least preferably eight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. square feet away from that yeah. before it's kind of eliminates the faux issue. Yeah. So, and I mean, I've looked it up and the problem is, is I can't give anybody any solid advice because everywhere I read and everything I do is listed differently. I see vegetables that are foes on one place and then you go somewhere else and they're not foes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so... The question is, is how liberal are people with what is bad and what is good? That is the true question. And I love a good garden experiment. And in some instances, things like that. Well, we know sometimes things that work one year don't work another year. Right. But things like Mm -hmm. that, I'd love to kind of break some of that. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I want to have full liberty in my garden. And we've talked about kind of my annoyance, really, with crop rotation, because I feel like it limits me out of the gate. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think the same thing comes when we speak of the foes for companion planting, not the, you know, uh, um, nasturtiums go well with and fight off some beetle. Right. Like that's that's a, a that's companion planting. And I'm cool with that. So I'm going to drop some seeds there. I'm going to put some starter plants there. Right. Um, I think it, I mean, we could, we could probably argue on the same note for another hour. Like I think the idea here is it, it can be complicated if you let it. And our recommendation is to not make it complicated. I think it's kind of fun in some cases to see some of the reasons when they do provide the why, the why I think that's interesting. Oh, for Um, sure. But you have to well, kind of like dig deep in some places, right? <clears throat> the nasturtiums are basically a sacrificial plant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Poor thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Mama Schmugger. I know. Isn't that... I mean, damn. It's nature, though, baby. But the whole thing is like <laughs> aphids attack them. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like the big thing. Well, aphids are really easy to get rid of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a quick spray with water and then a treatment and they're basically gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but I'd rather plant nasturtiums and not have to do any of that. I agree with that. But they're not, you know, and the whole thing is, though, is would I give up a space in my garden? Yep, that's a good point. To plant this flower. Excellent point. Where I could be putting two pepper plants. For me, flowers, always. <laughs> I know. I know. Flower child. I, I guess I should but say, I mean, you know, again, they're really, like really pretty. And they're sp- edible. But, but mm-hmm. yeah. They are edible, you know, and uh, that's a whole another topic. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Go out and pick you a handful of nasturtiums and eat them. Okay. (laughs) Please. It's a garnish. I knew. It's a damn garnish. I knew I was going to be able to dig in here and put us on opposite sides of things. Right. (laughs) I mean, look, I will put like pansies. Mm -hmm. You can eat pansies. It's a garnish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, have you ever gone out and eaten a handful of parsley? Absolutely. I have not. (laughs) you know i mean it's like we went to a restaurant this is a while ago and david sits down he's my son if you don't know and they bring out parsley he's like what am i supposed to do with his leaf and i'm like oh they just put it on there as uh because it's pretty and he's like 
it's not that pretty. <laughs> I would rather have more food. Yeah. I'm like, amen, brother. You're learning. <laughs> yeah, funny. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you know, companion planning, it's like Batavia said, don't let it get to you. Don't let it make it hard. Mm. You know, if it doesn't have a companion, but it's not going to attack it and any, there's no real bad thing that's going to come out of it then for sure plant it next Mm -hmm. to it i do it all the time in my garden you do it all the time and you've probably already done it if you don't know yeah Yeah. so all right you know yeah i'm done with companion planning night i'm telling you you set me off i know i know i've been holding it back too but it makes me mad because i've literally kind of skirted everything for a you know a year because of it you know so. I um I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how we fold this into an episode, how it's the focus of an episode, and we briefly talked about we this. Just did I can just say this about everything. What's that? We just did. No, it. no, 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 no. The thought's still in my head. I haven't. It's not out there yet. Um, so okay. there is a level of complexity in life that we can attach to a thing, and a lot of times people do that, and um. It makes them feel smarter. It makes them feel important, right? And gardening is no different. Now, some of these things, I mean, we're, I mean this, this is science, right? Some of this shit is what it is. Um, but in some yeah. other cases, people make big deals out of things that aren't that big of a deal. And I'm not implying that companion planting isn't that big of a deal. Hear me out. But I do believe that we can make things complicated that aren't. I mean, how many years that I garden before I even knew the term companion planting more years than I didn't, you know? So I'm going to say yeah. six, seven years of gardening and I ate food all six and seven of those years, you know, here's a, here's a, here, here it is. Before you knew about complaint companion planting, did you plant stuff and did you eat stuff? That's a yes. And then, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then when you went and learned about companion planting, did you still eat stuff? I still ate stuff was your garden more stressful at that point that's gravity bitch (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's you know it is what it is yeah but and this kind of folds in to the same idea because so research is a big part of who i am and what Mm -hmm. i do I have literally dedicated most of my adult life to researching stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has gone to gardening because it's always fascinated me. It's why we're sitting here talking for so long all the time. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about zones before. And, you know, my zone eight is different than Johnny's zone Mm -hmm. eight. You know what I mean? Like everywhere's a little bit. Zone again? Zone eight. Okay. The number after yeah, seven, but before nine, right? Eight. Okay, I just want to make sure that we have it officially on the 2021 record. Yes, it is officially on the 2021 record. So that being said, I always look at stuff that's like what grows good in my area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of zone eight, look up your area. Yeah. And the way to Let's- do that. Hold on. Let me finish. Is checking with your state's extension service for your planning dates and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Okay. And that's the next box on the checklist because you can really, these places, 
are, I feel are very underutilized resource and kind of for good reason. If you work for an extension service and you're listening to this government websites suck, (laughs) they're very hard to use. They're not user friendly. They're ugly. And in the world today, it makes it very hard to use a site like that, but Mm -hmm. it is a turnoff. But if you get down to it, they have great resources for your area, not zone eight in Washington, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. zone eight in North Carolina or zone six in Illinois. So not zone six in Massachusetts. Yeah. So, um, I'll, my, is for our garden zone episode, you know, put a, put that in the parking lot like that reaction is for that yeah um not only are there websites if you i mean i i can only successfully search on a computer to your point of Mm -hmm. like them none of them are really designed well it seems and i'm sure there's a whole conversation around budgets and all of that um much easier to find stuff in the computer but i can't speak to all 50 of them in the states but for mine in illinois like they have some really good people that care So in addition to finding things that have been published on the site, I'm going to encourage you to write an email. Doesn't have to be a scholarly email, right? (laughs) Write an email to, it's like contact us at, right? Whatever that link is. And not, not only have I gotten good information, things that have confirmed what I was thinking, things that I didn't know at all. I've even had in a case a reply saying, hold on, one of our other researchers wanted me to provide this clarification. And so in my mind, like these, these are people that are a part of our tribe, our collective garden tribe, and they care and they want your garden to be successful. Have they ever heard of me before? No, but they know that I have this interest in this thing and they're trying to help me along. Um, so do you know what they are? Do you know what extension services are run by? The government? No, it's Master the ag gardeners. part. It's the ag, um, I don't know. Yeah. Master gardeners work with them. Yeah. yeah. So that's part of being a master gardener is doing this. Yeah. You can get your master gardener hours associated. Yeah. 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 So like, all right, here we go. You know how I like to throw a good challenge Mm -hmm, out there. mm -hmm. So everybody listening, everybody, I'm talking to everybody. You, you and you. Next, next question you have, reach out to your extension service and see how it works out. Just once, yeah. anything. Because I know a lady that um, works with them. She actually runs it. And she was saying, she was like, she stopped working in um, the department for like regular mm-hmm. people. I don't know what it's called. You <laughs> okay. know, whatever. Yeah. And started working with like commercial oh, okay, okay, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, did you miss it? And she was like, I get so tired of ask answering about like black spot on a rose mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. It was like a really common yeah. question that she would get over and over. And I guess people would call and they help you. That's what they yeah, do. Yeah. You know what I mean? They go out and they do free seminars at libraries. Mm-hmm. They go and do all this stuff. I mean, I know with COVID and everything, it's a little bit different. You probably do it on zoom now, but they have people that go out and do all mm-hmm. of this stuff and will teach you everything free of charge. Just like the backyard gardens podcast, Absolutely. free of charge. You it know what is, I mean? So it's as underutilized as any local library. You know? Yeah. So I went to a meeting um, at a library that they had, and there was a lot of people there. And I don't remember what the subject was. I was actually filming it, but um, 
the majority of the people that were there were over the age of 60. Mm-hmm. And I know good and damn well, there's a lot of people under the age yeah. of 60 that garden. And I think there's a number of reasons and I think it's just bad reach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it, people don't know unless you're going to the libraries all the time. You know, luckily my wife is, I mean, she's a book nerd, bookworm. I didn't say nerd. <laughs> she goes, she's in like book club and everything else. So she's always going to the library. So we knew about it, but they're definitely an underused um, asset yeah. for you. And the benefit of them is like, you can ask us a question all day long, but we don't know your climate. Yeah. And your climate is heavily, weighs heavily onto what we tell you. Mm -hmm. So they know your climate. Like when I got my soil test, I called the guy up and I was like, so can you, you know, I was like, can you help me with this? I'm kind of stupid at this, you know? And we were talking about it and he was like, well, you have more um, organic matter in your soil. And I had mixed up my soil samples, as you mm-hmm. know. So I was like, okay, well, this is the garden that I think it is. And he was like, well, that one, and I told him, I was like, it's an in-ground bed. And he's like, well, that has way more organic soil in it than anything in, in the County that you live in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he was like, yeah, usually we see numbers between this and this oh, for it. virgin soil. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Like this dude, like not all, I didn't doubt that he knew what he was talking about, but I was like, oh snap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he knows what the hell's going yeah. on. So, well, I mean, even if you look at, like, for a state like Illinois, where I'm at, it's a, it's a huge state, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, even on the website, so before you get to the people, even on the website, which obviously, again, these articles are written by folk, um, they have notes on, like, central Illinois versus northern Illinois, right? You know, you and I both know, depending on your state and where you are in the state, you could be experiencing over and over again, very different weather, right? You know, so my first Mm -hmm. planting date in the middle of Chicago could be different than someone on the outskirts of Illinois that's closer to Wisconsin, right? And so those resources oftentimes kind of split that difference, right? Now, again, your first frost date and your last frost date, when you search that on the interweb, I've I'm putting in my zip code. So it is honing in. It's just not saying this is the date for Illinois, right? But I think you have a resource and the extension that's dedicated to this state, and then it gives you opportunities to drill down further. So, I mean, I I I can't say enough good things about it. No, Except the challenge, listeners. Yeah, except the challenge. (laughs) You know, and I I don't really want to put us on the same level as the people at the extension offices, but I will say that... You know, if you're talking about gardening all the time, you're going to be more in tune yeah. with it. And we talk a shitload of gardening yeah. here. They do the same thing. So, like, everywhere has a microclimate. There's microclimates. Like, where I live, the climate's different than 30 minutes mm-hmm. down the road. And they will know that. So, if you call them and I'm like, hey, you know, when do I plant my um, potatoes? The guy will be like, well, the farmers usually go out in February in your area and plant them. And I'm like, oh, no shit. But then you go look it up somewhere mm-hmm. else and they'll be like, plant it in April. Yeah. yeah. Plant it in April and you're going to be good. I'm like, yeah. plant in April, February, March, April. I mean, you, you know, depending on when you're talking about two months of growing yeah. that you've cut off because somebody that didn't know anything about your area told you to plant it there. Well, the key with that, that is, and that's a really good nugget, because when you think about an exchange, we're going to go back to actually talking to people. How about that? When you think about an exchange from one person to another, 
he's able to um, customize that response to what you're specifically asking. Where when you yeah. search for something on the internet, um, I mean, it's in part general intentionally, right? It's trying to mm-hmm. cover the gamut. When we're, we've talked about ordering seed potatoes, they're not going to say, all right, all seed potatoes are going to be shipped based on your zone or your state. No, they're going to call a date that they feel that's safe, you know, and they're going to say, we're going to ship them out in April because it's going to be safe for everyone in the, in the United States that orders them. That saves them a lot of logistical work, right? You know, where. Oh, I wish you. No, that's not true. Yeah. No, because gurneys, they ship out by zone. So let me finish. Okay. <laughs> so I'll try to prove you yeah, wrong. Yeah, I know, man. I know, I know. So they, sometimes they do split the map almost in half, right? You know, so in right. some places do, you're right, break it down by zone. And there are some places, as I was describing, that are saying the earliest we're going to ship is going to be this date or close to it. Yeah. Um, and so my point bringing that up is it's not what's best for your garden, <sighs> Right. But it's what's best for the collective. And that's what they're reaching yeah. out and trying to address. Right. Um, and, and you can even think about that from smaller companies compared to someone that's big like Gurney. So, I mean, I think the, the idea is um, you can get as um, minute as possible if you want to. Right. Yeah. You know, if I have a resource that I deem a great garden resource that's next door, then I'm going to use that next door resource resource versus searching the world wide web. Right. You know, and so that's in my mind what the extensions represent. I mean, it's just a good resource. I don't think it should be your sole resource, um, but it's a really great resource if you're not already using it. I think it should be a major resource, mm-hmm. but I don't think you should ever have a sole resource like i hope you don't use the backyard gardens podcast as your sole Mm -hmm. resource Mm -hmm. you know but i think you know you definitely need to let it weigh heavy and i mean damn i wish that we could get sponsored by them because i would i just yeah i believe in them i believe i believe in what they do and you know when you go there i mean how many people have gone to a website and read something and then go research you're you're in research mode Mm -hmm. And then you go to another website on the same subject and they literally copy and pasted it from one website to the other. And you're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And the mistake you could so, make is not make that observation and you think like, okay, two places have said the same thing and that yes. makes it true, right? But that's a really, yeah, that's so, another good uh, opportunity to say, even if there's a third place that says something slightly different, write in to call your local extension and say, hey, this is what I found when doing a little bit of research. Can you help me confirm if that's the case? Right. right. Um, and so. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to look online to see if they have a T-shirt. I already have my backyard gardens, you know, gear. Let's see if they have a T-shirt. Yeah. I want to wear it. <laughs> well, and, you know, the other thing, too, that really sucks is and I mean, I've skipped over them a lot of times is. You ever look at the web address and it's like, you know, like mine is um, nescu.extension.org slash blah, 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 you know. And then for us, it's like backyardgardenstv.com slash learn to grow. You know what I mean? It's like, it's real simple, but, you know, and they've just, it's it's a shame that it's like that. But I mean, I've never been to a government website that was like easy to use. Or any kind of large organization. Yeah, ours is so. extension.illinois.edu. 
Yeah. And that's a, so. So, so I can't, you just named something completely different. If I check five more states, it's going to be completely different. So it's not even like a common yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just, I mean, don't hold that against them. <laughs> They're good no, people. No, no, they don't. mean well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the thing is, is they don't have a choice. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we have a choice. Yeah. So we can, I mean, I can name whatever I want. I could put a page on the website that says backyardgardenstv.com slash companion plants F you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can do whatever ever I want. Leonard so. and I will talk you out of that, but yeah. <laughs> Leonard's already shaking his head. He's like, no. I think I see a glisten in his eye where yeah. he's like, do it. Well, I mean, let's I hope you. that because we are believers and we as a whole continue to promote and prop them up. And in general, as we've talked about, we have seen like this, you know, increase in gardening. Um, And while, again, there are other snazzier sites and resources and all, you know, uh, a lot more pretty pictures and things. Let's just hope that maybe there is an influx in, you know, people that are reaching out to them. What's your favorite site to use other than an extension service? Um, Old Farmer's Almanac. Really? You like the Farmer's Almanac? Yeah, not because it's a wonderful site, meaning like the layout or anything, but I feel like, um, you know, you've been doing it for a minute. They're OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they represent, Uh uh yeah, deep. Yeah, Yeah, mine is, um, I like Mm spruce.com. So that's a good one. And I'm going to tell you why I like it, because I go there and I read the article and then you go down below and they're like, you might be interested in this. And it's like they... They have it linked so perfectly yeah. where like if I'm researching, like I've been researching compost and then I'll say there's a whole nother article. It's like when to add compost yeah. or, you know, the right formula for compost. It's just like so perfectly laid out. Yeah. And they're, they're I mean, I remember when they were not like that, you know, years ago and it was like clunky website and to see them grow to where they have. And there's another one that I'm not going to say the name of. And I watched it and it's clearly opinions based like trying to sound like fact Mm -hmm. and it's clearly somebody writing about one specific zone that you should apply to every Mm -hmm. zone Mm -hmm. and it's a very popular website Mm -hmm. and as i read i'm like this is you know i don't care about you know 50 feet of snow yeah yeah you know what i mean i don't care that it's summer year round where you are like it's and it's fine if you write that but put label it as that don't label, don't try and put a one size fits all sticker on it because it's really hard to do. Mm-hmm, and that's been a real struggle that we've had is trying not to say like blanket statements yeah. is like, you know, the only thing that's blanket is summer gardening. I feel like that's pretty blanket. Meaning when we talk about summer gardening, not even necessarily when summer gardening is. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. but just like in general, like if we talk about like, if I say like, hey, Plant your squash in July. I feel like everybody can plant squash in July. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? But like, Batavia, go start some cabbage in February. Can you do it outside? No. You couldn't put a transplant outside in February? I don't think so. I think it'd still be too cold. See, I think we're probably yeah, a month away from that in, in my area. Exactly. So it's like, it's different everywhere. And that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Um, yeah, so that was a huge two rants in a row for me. I'm exhausted at this point. And, um, Are you ready? I need some, re- I need some re-nourishment. I'm telling you. <gasps> I need Batavia to give the recipe of the day. All 
All right. So um, I'm going to look down so I can get my measurements right. I only make it a handful of times a year, but this is going to be steamed cabbage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I uh, made it for the new year. And I don't know why I don't make it more often because I really, really enjoy it. My um, uncle talks about how he likes all greens, but things like collards, which are my hands down favorite, um, they're just a lot more work. And he's right when it comes to, you know, cleaning and sorting collards versus cabbage. (laughs) Um, So, all right. You're going to have, and in most cases, I mean, a family of four can eat off of a head of cabbage, a large head of cabbage, not an itty bitty small one. Um, Cabbage in my household growing up would be a meal every time besides New Year's. New Year's, it would go with, you know, a few other things. So some of you guys just recently celebrated. Um, But you're going to take a head of cabbage. Um, Think about like you would cut a a head of iceberg iceberg lettuce if you're still using that. Um, You're going to... If you have outer leaves, if you've grown it in your garden, peel off any outer leaf that looks damaged, that has bug spots or anything else, but keep any green and healthy looking outer leaves because you can use those as well. So in addition to the head of cabbage, you can actually use those outer leaves. If you got it from the grocery store, chances are it's just the head, which is fine. Uh, So you're going to cut the cabbage in half to start with, and then you're going to cut it in half again. So it's going to be in fourths, quarters. Um, So you're going to then cut with a large knife the um, inside stalk, I guess it's called, the core off of each of the fourths, right? Because that part, I'm sure if you cooked it down, I'm sure Ben could even juice it as a part of his juice fast in January, but I'm not going to mess with it. I'm just going to cut it off and discard it. Add it to your compost if that's what you're doing. Hell no. It's gross as juice. <laughs> so good po- It's gross as good juice. Note. Um, but add it to your compost if you're doing that. You guys know that I'm not. That's a different conversation. Um, so then you're going to, um, if you ever made coleslaw, it's the same idea. You want the cuts to be probably about a fourth of an inch. You're going to cut them in ribbons. Um, So you're just going to slice that cabbage in the fourths because you want it to be shredded, but not shredded as much as coleslaw. All right. You're going to take, I like to use mine and cook mine in a stock pot versus like a pan because cabbage, like many other greens, start off very big and then it's going to shrink down once you've kind of simmered them, so to speak. Um, So what you want to do is start off with some butter, baby. (laughs) What I do, start off with some butter, maybe about two tablespoons, just enough to saute this next thing, which are going to be onions. And if you're a fan of it, add some garlic. Uh, So I'd use a small to medium onion. You're going to cut that up fine. Uh, You can actually do it in um, slices versus chopping it. Um, You may find that that kind of goes better with the end product of the cabbage. So you're slicing that onion up. You're going to saute it along with, um, I'd say, minimally two cloves of garlic, but you can go more if you're a fan of it, like Ben and his family, which is more like eight or 18. All right. So you're going to put in garlic. Uh, You're going to mince that garlic and then, or chop it up. And then you're going to saute that until the onions are translucent. Um, And so then you'll have that cabbage that you've been cutting up and shredding. You can add water or you can add chicken stock. So you're going to do about two cups of chicken stock or um, broth or vegetable broth. Remember, most times it's going to add a little bit more sodium to it. Or if you want, you can use water. Obviously, if you're going to add something like vegetable broth or chicken broth, it's going to be a little bit more flavorful. 
Um, so then you're going to add that in, add in your shredded cabbage. The key here is going to be to cover it, right? So that's what's going to make that uh, cabbage shrink down. So you're going to cook this on medium. Um, I like to add the seasonings to it after they've basically simmered down a bit. I do it on medium for maybe about 15 minutes. This is where things change based on your taste buds. I like my cabbage very tender. I don't like it at when it comes to steamed cabbage to have any kind of bite to it. Um, but if you prefer it, 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops could be what you want. If you prefer to have some bite, if you like it to be really simmered down and have some, you know, cabbage gravy, keep on cooking it. Um, your seasonings could include crushed red pepper, which I'm a fan of. If I'm cooking it just for myself, I'll add that teaspoon or two if I'm cooking it for others I actually add that once I serve the dish because some people don't like a little bit of spice um, I do salt and pepper to taste um, I do sometimes use this house seasoning mix which has things like you know Italian mix into it salt pepper it probably has some paprika in it so that's kind of like a staple in my cabinet but you're seasoning it to taste at that point I'm making this vegetarian if you use the vegetable broth and the uh-huh and the water. There are options obviously to add things like smoked meat to it. Um so you want whatever meat product if you do add it to be added for it to be cooked. You don't want to put the raw meat in because cabbage are going to take a lot less time to cook than most other greens that you're making in that southern style. Um so I wouldn't be a gal that comes from southern roots. If I didn't say you should have been making a pan of cornbread while this was uh, simmering down, because that's yeah. the way. That's what I got. Southern roots. Yeah. So I'm growing an um, abnormal amount of Chinese cabbage. Mm -hmm. Just started the seeds yesterday, so I'm super excited. For some reason this year, I've had a big taste for uh, steamed cabbage. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. I, so um, I really I usually put peppercorns in it when it. Oh, do you? When I make boiled cabbage. Yeah, there's some uh, some jerk um, restaurants around me, and they typically serve as one of the side options cabbage. And I like that steamed cabbage a little bit crunchier than I do like when I'm making a pot of cabbage at home, or if even I have cabbage that I, you know get from family members. Um, but yeah, it's um. It's some good stuff. There's another recipe that I'll have that maybe, you know, before we get past winter, I'll share for cabbage. I was going to do a cabbage recipe next okay, week, too. Well, oh, there it is. <laughs> different. Totally different, though. Totally okay, good. Different. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, have you ever grown Chinese cabbage, by I've the way? I've not. I only you, grew cabbage for the first time like two years ago. Can I ask you a personal yeah. question? Does it feel wrong to say Chinese cabbage? I was pausing because then immediately when you said it the first time, I thought to myself, I immediately thought of a recipe. And I'm like, both of those things are probably not appropriate. Um, I'm going to go with no, it's not wrong. Let's just make that for. Our the package says Chinese cabbage. And let's make it for our podcast. But when I go to the store, podcast. it's Napa cabbage. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. I feel kind of like, mm -hmm. but whatever. I have good intentions. Yeah. So it, um, you know, I've grown regular cabbage and Napa cabbage, Chinese cabbage, whatever it is, is um, I'm kind of excited about it. It's totally mm -hmm. different looking. I've never grown it, so yeah. I'm stoked. The only thing to note I so. is I, I actually grew cabbage and collards in the same seven by, I, I did a count. It was a seven by, like, let's call it four feet. I think it's like seven by three and a half feet bed, but seven by four feet bed. I think I did four 
two or four heads of cabbage and like a dozen collard green plants and they all kicked ass and that's like as crowded as a garden once everything is up to full size gets so i keep on looking back like girl crowd that stuff again this year see what happens you know uh but yeah it was the first time i did uh i did them on a in my in-ground beds and i did them in my uh raised bed that's sitting on top of the patio um and right yeah, the ones on the raised ground or in the in-ground bed didn't do so well, but I think there's some other things that were happening there. But yeah, I loved that it. Happens. I was so proud of myself. Yeah, dude, when I got my first head of cabbage, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was pumped, so I'm excited to grow uh, this other cabbage whose name shall not be spoken because I don't know <laughs> I how to tried, say um, it. I tried, remember all of the uh, of 2020 cabbage collard kale fails? Like, I actually had plans yeah. on doing red cabbage last year too, so... Again, remember, I, that's what I have right now. I have a uh, four red cabbage okay. in my greenhouse. That, I think that goes a long and, way, too. What do you mean? Uh, red cabbage. What do you mean it goes a long way? What does that mean? Oh, meaning like, I mean, I don't know a whole lot of recipes that um, include red cabbage. I don't. Well, I, I just use it interchangeably, mm-hmm. personally. Okay. okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. I, mean, I don't know if it matters if you eat it. I think cabbage is just cabbage, yeah. but it stays red when you cook mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Or purple, really. Which is a whole different conversation. Well, you know, yeah. Let's not. Let's not. You know, the colorblind bastard that came <laughs> up with this stuff. I mean, I know. I bet there's some science behind that, right? But we're not going to get into it there. Whatever. Maybe I should write into my local extension to ask. Hmm. You should. Hmm. That's your first question. Go for well, it. Well, that's not my first question, but maybe cabbage. that's the first question of the new year. There you go. Solid recipe, mm-hmm. right top of mind for me, so it works out yeah. good. If nobody else likes it, I like yeah. it. Don't forget the cornbread. No, so actually, I do have a quick story. I um, I have this book, this recipe book, and it called for um, I think it was a New England boil, mm-hmm. and I was living in New England at the time. And uh, if you're listening to this and you live in New England, I'm sorry, but your food is bland. Oh yeah. And it was like, I was like looking at the recipe and it had like all these vegetables Mm -hmm. and it had meat at the time and it called for like two ingredients. And I was like, oh shit, I'm about to make this two ingredients. Yeah. (laughs) Two ingredients of no taste. Uh, It was rough. Like we got it done and I was like, man, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? So now that being said, I do like the food up there. It's just different. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have a lot of flavors and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, okay. And I don't do jerk. No. I'm allergic to um, nutmeg and clove. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And allspice, so. All right. The final one. Are you ready? I'm always ready for the final one. In the next month or two, it will be time for you to start seeds, generally speaking. (laughs) So get ready. This one's huge. This one rolls into this last couple of points and I've seen a lot on the interweb that can be misleading. A lot of folks are talking about starting seeds, like literally saying, go and do it with no concept of where other people live. Right. So (laughs) ties into exactly what we were just uh talking uh about. huh? Like no concept. And you know, I have fears for gardeners, you know, sometimes found it, sometimes not so much. But I beg of you, if you're listening here for the first time, I think you may have gotten it from the last 80 minutes we spent talking about it. 
And if you're if you're listening, if you're a repeat listener, you're coming back to listen to this episode. I think you already have it. So you're probably saved. But please tell a fellow gardener. Right. Um, There are a lot of places that you can absolutely start seeds. I'm starting seeds this month for a different intention. Things like herbs. You know, some of those things take a long time to start. So, yeah, but a long time to start for my area and starting them closer to now makes sense based on when I'm going to get stuff outdoors. Right. So I've done that research, if you will. And to be quite frank, that's probably one of the things that's more accurate than anything else. Once you get your first um, expected frost, clearly it says expected frost. Right. You know, mine was yeah. the end of uh, what is it? Uh, middle of April. And we had a frost in May in 2020, you know, but stuff happens. But yeah, I'd- it's a 75 percent chance. So a lot of places, um, I think they when they give you the plant dates, an old farmer's mm-hmm. almanac does mm-hmm. this. They give you percentages. Yeah. So they say, here's your 25 percent. Mm hmm. Here's your 50, mm-hmm. 75, and here's your 100% yeah. chance that you're not going to get any. So, and that's all based off of many years of data. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're just like, hmm, let's see what it did last yeah. year. You know, they base it off of years and years but of data. But also to note, they're not making updates based on weather last year because that's not really how weather works, you know? So they may be using this based on, I think the last time things were rezoned was, I think I read 2012 as a part of the, you know, old Farmer's Almanac. Um, so that's a long time from, I mean, 11 years ago now, uh, or I guess nine years ago. Um, but all of that said, I trust that before I trust most other things. Um, there are old, old wives tales. There are a lot of people that live in the Midwest that live by, I'm not going to plant. And I hear this most often with flowers. I'm not going to plant before mother's day, you know? And it's just, again, based on their experience, typically mother's day is safe as an example. Um, but anywho, I mean, I think I, I, I feel more passionately about that than we have time for planter seed starter beware. Yeah, no, well, I mean, this is kind of geared towards, first of all, get all your stuff ready to start your seeds. Like, start now. You know what I mean? Like, start getting your lights ready, getting your seed table ready, getting your seed starter mix, going to the Backyard Gardens TV, um, social medias, and getting that seed starter mix that I came up, that I didn't invent, but, you know, Mm -hmm. that I put out there, that I use. You know, get your seeds in order, Mm -hmm. figure out what seeds you can plant when. So for example, right now I'm starting kale, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Now, why am I starting those now? Because they can grow in the coldest Mm -hmm. weather. So like I'll put them out and we're still going to get frost. Like that's, that's going to happen. So you get them strong and then you just start tapering them down you know more and more and more so what i've read many of those things can you know they'll recommend planting three to four weeks before your last frost date which means they're expecting that it's some frost is going to hit planting in the ground yes Yes. you have to say that planting in the ground i thought it they knew i was thinking it (laughs) no they don't know so um and that's, you know, and for me, like I have the greenhouse this yeah. year, so I'm, I definitely know that like, okay, it's not as cold in there. So no matter what, like I can get something in the ground in there. Yeah. So I do know that that is a possibility. So, so just uh, having, 
Go I was ahead. just going to say, you know, so I don't want to be like the companion um, planting uh, guides, right? So a part and end full transparency. This will be the second year this year that I'm starting seeds indoors. So I don't have eons of years of experience. I have researched this for years before I pulled the trigger and started it. Um, and there's some things that end up making sense once you read it and once you understand it. Um, you know, we, we've heard about, maybe not talk so much about leggy plants, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so in some instances when it comes to plants that have been growing indoors for too long that want to go outside, there's a whole thing about them reaching for light. So there's that conversation. Um, while on one end, I don't want to have plants like my peppers last year. In some cases, I started too late that were really too small to get out there when it was time to plant. You also don't want to have plants that are overgrown indoors, if you will. So that's the reason why the timing of that isn't your garden won't be a fail. It won't be that. Um, But I don't want to start tomato plants in January when I'm going to plant them in the garden in May. No, no, you don't. And that's such a good point. And so as you evaluate how much space you need to start seeds, if you stagger it like Mm -hmm. this, then you can save space yeah. in the long yeah. run, right? And stuff like um, like flowers, you know what I mean? Like some of them take a really mm-hmm. long time mm-hmm. to start. So, and Batavia is doing a whole video on Backyard Garden's um, YouTube channel about starting seeds mm-hmm. for flowers. And, you know, there's times when you start them. And there's times when you don't and, you know, you need to be ahead of the game. So and from what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong, Batavia, starting flowers from seeds is not like starting vegetables. It can be more difficult. Is that correct? From this past experience, it can be. And I think timing is everything for it. Um, And there's some the variance between some flowers like marigolds which you can have up and damn near blooming in four weeks and other flowers it's kind of like yep it's going to take them three weeks to germinate you know and there clearly Mm -hmm. are some vegetables herbs that i know that are you know kind of longer on the cycle as well but um germination rates too seem to vary quite drastically for some flowers compared to a lot of vegetables have pretty good germination rates in uh indoors so yeah i mean i think that um one of the things that i found last year i'm looking forward to making some adjustments this year is i ended up buying more flowers because i didn't get as many started as i wanted to and it was just and i actually made up for that where i started way more vegetable plants you know but right. um but yeah i mean i think you pointed out having getting things in order also remembering what you're going to direct sow or what you're going to buy as transplants keep that in mind when you're looking at what you want to start and trying to get that in order um we also have talked about you know seed availability which you know may be just fine but keep that in mind as well um space in your garden like it all kind of intertwines when you're just talking about planning your plot your garden space you want to know what you're putting in it and that's going to tie back to how much you're going to start if you're starting to our british friends it's an allotment Hmm? to our british friends it's an allotment there cheerio oh that's just rude (laughs) (laughs) i don't know so yeah it's um you know now start now Mm -hmm getting things ready you know getting it cleaned up getting your pots getting your seeds in order make that seed order you know 
And when it comes to buying seeds, like, I mean, I recommend buying from a reputable seed mm-hmm. company that has been, I mean, you don't have to go to like the biggest companies in the world, but, you know, make sure that you know what you're mm-hmm. getting and stuff that was, you know, the, the deal with them is things were grown the way they should be to grow what is represented. Yeah. So if you want to get a tomato, you can know you're going to get that tomato. You're not going to get some like weird hybrid or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can buy from other places, but especially as a new gardener, I don't suggest it. I suggest just getting your seeds from the correct, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's certified. Is that the word certified grower? uh, Yeah, probably so. I think the idea is if, um, if you, which most of us are, if you're intent on growing the thing that the package says it is, right? You know, if that's if I want to. I mean, I don't think there's no worries of a tomato package, tomato seed package, and then producing cucumbers. I mean, I'm not worried about that happening anywhere. Um, but no. the germination rate is tied into how that plant was grown, how those seeds were saved. Um, obviously, they're full on businesses that do it. I, I'm all all about supporting small businesses in every facet of life. Um, but realize that in some instances, there's a bit of risk that you're taking. And if you're comfortable with that, then fine. Um, yeah. So I think that when it comes to the seed orders, just one logistical thing. In some cases, no matter the size of the company, paying for shipping is a good example. It depends on the total amount of, of seeds that you're ordering. I saw this year, I'm pretty sure it's the first year I saw it, a seed company that I've used that says, you know, $35 and over is free shipping. And I'm one of those those folks that like, I'll have things in my my uh, um, my cart and then it's like the shipping is calculated. I'm like, oh, never mind, right? Uh, but I, I bring yeah. it up because instead of placing one and two and three and four orders, right, as a part of your- One big order, yeah, man. as a part of your planning, as a part of your decisions about what you're gonna put into your garden, Get that one order out. Now, I've. Well, that's a cost saving technique, too, because if you do multiple little orders, you're going to end up buying more than you need. And it's, I mean, there's a level of strain on the system, right? How many times do you have packages delivery? And again, it's a recommendation. Take it as that. Um, Yeah. So. No, it's a requirement. (laughs) That's not a recommendation. You know, there is a company that, and and I've wanted to get seeds from there so bad. And then when I did it, the shipping was like $15. And the free, the key to the free shipping was like over a hundred bucks. And I had like $70 worth of mm-hmm. seeds. And then I got a magazine, a, a seed catalog the other day. And on the front of it, it said free shipping over $200. Yeah. Yeah. Those, Come on, those companies aren't really marketing to us. They're accepting our orders. I've seen that online as well and because you know you'll search online for a particular plant like the seeds for a particular plant and a bunch of places that come up you'll click there because they have that and it's like wait two no that's not gonna happen so let me move on you know um and i'm looking to see if in the i think this is the right box for it um if you're still out and about, if you're making trips to stores, you'd be surprised where grocery stores, even your regular market, may have a, a vegetable um, or flower uh, seed stand. I was just yeah. in my local grocery store and was it like 40% off, 30 or 40% off? And this is the key because you know I'm checking. The seeds were dated for 2021, 
right? You know, so it wasn't like, oh, they're trying to get rid of, you know, last year's old seeds, right? No, these are this year's seeds and they've already marked them down. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's the, there are plenty of resources you can get seeds from. If you... Do you have a f- favorite seed company? No, not yet. Really? No. Do you have one that you just feel comfortable buying from? Um... I think the one that I've used most, the one that I purchased most of my seeds from is high mowing organic seeds. So I've used them these last couple of years. I know, I know these last couple of years that I've uh, been buying seeds online. Uh, GMO seeds mm -hmm. episode Mm -hmm. coming soon. (laughs) Trust me. You want to hear a rant? Come tune in. I'll be here. How about you? (laughs) No, um, you know, honestly, I've never bought from High Emo Seeds, and I've heard you talk uh-huh. about them a few times. I like, uh, <clears throat> well, okay. So first of all, I like San Diego Seed mm-hmm. Company. Um, I like dealing with them, but as far as availability goes, you know what? I've done a lot of Fairy Moore mm-hmm. seeds and Burpee seeds in my day, just because they're everywhere. Yeah. I've never had a bad go, man. I've never purchased you know what I mean? seeds online from them, but they are in both no. companies. Um, always in the stores you go to. Yeah. Now, if I was going to just go out and buy seed, like if I was going to order seeds, which is usually what I try to do for the bulk mm-hmm. of them, I'm I'm not overly loyal to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't like my garden is not like this is a San Diego seed yeah. garden or this is, you know, such and such garden. I don't do that at all. I just kind of, you know, I, I float around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like a seed tramp. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I also use, I find these in the stores often and I haven't been able to find them priced well and for shipping well online, but seeds of change, seeds, S-E-E-D-S of change. You'll find those often yeah. in your local big box stores too. Um, and they do a good job of even packaging them, you know, where I'm notorious for, I had this big plan and I was outside with all my seeds and then I went inside and I forgot and then it started raining, you know, so the packaging they use is really sustainable. Um, so that's another company that I've um, purchased seeds like at a local store from as well. Yeah. That's one thing I don't like about Burpee is they have some of their um, packages are like plastic, like mm-hmm. I don't really like that so much. Um there is one company that I do want to try, uh, Moro Seed. I think mm-hmm. I'm saying it right. They have like, so I'm, it's, of course, they have like the coolest looking seed packets. It's like really cool art. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they said um, every seed packet has a unique Bible verse on oh, it. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's really, um, it's really well thought mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I haven't really honestly bought anything from them. But I will, you know, I always try a new company every year, mm-hmm. but my first garden and it was just, and it literally, it was just because this is what was in the store was always botanical interest. Mm-hmm. And so I always had bought seeds from them, never had an issue, bought Fairy Morris, never had it. I mean, I've never had an issue from anybody really for germination rates yeah. or anything. And that's because a lot of the seeds come from the same place. Yeah. 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 Uh Oh, hold on. <laughs> don't get so, out here thinking that you're getting something special <laughs> well and i mean you know if it's a different variety mm-hmm, then yeah mm-hmm. but you know yeah it's i i was under the impression and i could be wrong but from what little bit i've read it's not like fairy morris has this huge farm mm-hmm. where they collect seeds it's like they all come from a certain yeah, place yeah. so um but you know it's wherever it is available and 
there's something to be said about being able to walk into a store when you need something and having it in your yeah. hand. I know. Still, you know for me, I mean? there's still um, there's still things that I really enjoy being able to walk in and walk out with, and that's the s- stores are really good for the oh shoot I forgot to get the you know banana pepper seeds right yes. you know because um, if you go back then it's like the banana pepper seeds online are two ninety nine. Wait a minute, I need to spend another thirty dollars for free shipping. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. yeah, that's, that's the damn truth. So, I mean, you know, whoever you're comfortable with, I'm not really recommending you go with anybody. Um, but can I, can I comment on, um, the packaging? Sure. So for a botanical, uh, interest, they, don't they give you like a old, like, you know, 1940s, like someone was drawing, drawing. each package by hand and it's yeah. really pretty. And you know what? From the pricing, you're not paying more. So I, I look at things like the milligrams for the seeds. So how many more, the package looks the same, but how many more seeds am I getting? So the, they're still priced the same as other seed companies. Um, and there's something to be excited about when it comes to what we're doing here. And I think that yeah. it's cool to be able to have like just a black and white package, you know, hey, they're keeping prices super low or to have something that's really nice as you look through your seeds, you know, come this I guess late winter. Um, yeah. And it's also, especially if you're trying new things, it's nice to know what that new thing looks like by just looking at the package once it's grown up. You know, obviously yeah. you can do an internet search, but, but yeah, it's a nice reference point. So now I want to, I want to clear the air and say that not all seed companies don't grow their own seeds. Okay. Let, let me go on the yeah. record for saying that. I don't know if that, I don't want to be like an all inclusive mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I agree with you. Like when you open that and you're like, man, these are some mm-hmm, seed packets. Mm-hmm, these look yeah. good. You know what I'm saying? You know what I don't like though? I don't like that when you open the seed packet, there's no way to close it. Yeah. Well, that's the storage. seeds have changed. Actually, they have the, um, I don't know what it's called. You know, the, the Ziploc thingy magic. Um, and so again, it's, I don't think you buy the seeds just for that. You know, but it's a nice touch when you've bought, you plan on buying those seeds. If you could make a seed packet that was recyclable, but resealable, like over and over, I would buy your seeds. I would probably have a full garden made by you. Yeah, maybe so. I use paper clips. Don't ask why I have so many paper clips, but uh, just close that. Well, that's the thing. Who uses paper clips otherwise? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I have paper clips too, but I just, you know, you fold them and then. There definitely are seeds that are lost along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a whole container full of uh, either turnip or rutabaga (laughs) seeds mixed together. So I just spread them. Seed surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Seed Mm -hmm. surprise, baby. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's. At the end of this period of this box that we're doing, this month of winter, it starts to get fun, Mm -hmm. I think. I think, you know, you you start off, if you go back to the beginning and everything we were talking about before my crazy rant about companion plants and stuff, like, that's exciting, but to actually be, like, physically getting ready to start is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a part of what you may have heard even in this episode, right? Like there is this, like this is excitement that comes across because we're back here again, right? You know, so um, in my mind, I'm pretending like this time period between not planting and planting is short. 
I know it's still some more time we have, but I'm just, I feel like it's, it's already here. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you start your own seeds, you're extending your garden seasons one way or another, you're growing something. Yeah. So, and that's why I, I'm such a big supporter of growing yeah. seeds, starting seeds, not for the simple fact of that, that, but also because it's way cheaper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so if even if you went, hold on, even if you were, you bought seed packets for $5 a seed mm-hmm. packet, $10 a seed packet, you'd still be saving an astronomical yeah. amount of money. So I can't say enough about it. Yeah. There is time and energy. Why can't I get a bell on that statement? You know, it's not the same when you request the bell. <laughs> yeah, I know. There is time and energy that goes into starting seeds. And if you've ever listened to a podcast, especially the one that dropped on New Year's Eve, you know that I'm a lover of it, right? You know, I have absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, But if you're not starting seeds indoors, if you're not starting seeds in advance of the garden season, um, there's still something in here for you, right? Because all the other things we talked about still apply, you know? Yeah. Dude, F that. (laughs) Go get you a pot, some dirt, a pack of seeds, and a curly cube light bulb and start a seed. You know what I mean? Feed that garden heart. Mm-hmm. Feed it. I'm sorry. I'm looking at some and of just, my indoor plants. I did a whole <laughs> like, oh, it's it's just, it's amazing. I love them. So yeah. got distracted. So it's, you know, it's it's an important part of it and it it's starting to get exciting. You know, I feel like in the summertime, it's like, oh yeah, I'm getting to harvest. I'm getting this, I'm getting that, I'm getting this. And you're everywhere. And this time it's like, yeah. I'm going to start seeds. It's really focused. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I've seen a lot of people making garden plans right yeah. now. And I've seen a lot of people that follow us that are making like really good garden plans. Yeah. I'm super proud of all of them. I don't know. Um, some people on my personal, the backyard gardener Instagram, they might not listen, but I like all of what they're doing. I like that they're spending yeah. time. You know, this, this one lady, she was sitting in front of her fire oh. and it was snowing, mm-hmm. you know, a blizzard. Mm-hmm. And she's planting her garden. Yeah. And you know at that point that you're you're planning your future. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're still enjoying it all the way up until and, and you have that vision and you're gonna create art in your yard no. and you're gonna make it happen. <laughs> don't swell, don't let your yeah. eyes sweat. <laughs> it like, yeah, yeah. That's you said I mean it's just perfectly. I'm even mad that I was yeah, you know, because it's like yeah. Like that, that's, I saw it happen. And I, I pulled yeah, back. Yeah, that's um, that's a perfect description of it. You know, you're starting your future, and you know how I feel about every year feeling like you get another start at your future, specifically in the garden. Um, yeah. and I just I, there's nothing beats a good plan, you know. Um, no. so it's exciting for me to see people and shoot, look around. If you're on the interweb, check it out because there may be some ideas that some other people are using that you can fold into your garden. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, for sure. no one has a patent. Well, most people don't <laughs> on what these garden plans that they're sharing on the interweb are. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, if you see something that somebody's doing, try it. You know, if you like it, try it. As I try to lean back and sniffle. <laughs> Just, you know, give it yeah. a shot, man. I mean, see what you, you can't always come up with the most beautiful plan in your own mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes inspiration and that's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's why I like to be on social media and do stuff like that because I see a lot of inspiration. I see a lot of stuff. I see a lot of designs. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of things mm-hmm. grown. You know, a lot of times I don't notice it until I see the harvest, but then once I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, and then that kind of sets me down a path. So. My garden is like no other person's garden and yours is the same. But for me and my garden, there are elements of influence that I've seen in other people's gardens, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. been in person, whether it's been online, you know, and that's critical. You know, there's some instances where you can see what worked for someone and there's some instances where it's just a, a drawing on a piece of paper. And yeah. that could spark something different in your mind. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful way to like almost unknowingly collaborate, you know, with other yeah. gardeners. Well, and that's the thing too. If you start now and, and start doing these now, you can make a whole plan and then learn something new and change your plan and still have plenty of time. Now it's early like enough right to now, make I'm, three versions of plans, which is the minimum for Batavia. Well, I just <laughs> thought right here that like I might actually when when we stop mm-hmm. this, I might actually go delete my whole plan and start over. You don't delete, delete though, do you? Oh yeah, I delete. Oh. I don't go yeah, back. I um, I am. Um, there are moments that I wake up in like just before the break of the day, and I think, oh, I'm going to put containers there, you know. And then I stop and say, do I need to write this down in my phone? I say, no, I'll remember it in the morning. And, and most. Most times, yeah, I guess I don't remember if I don't remember, but most times I remember it. It's like, it's a tweak here. It's a tweak there. My garden plan for this year is different than last year already, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to my life, I only delete two, I only do not delete two things in my life, audio files and video files. (laughs) I will delete a phone number quick. (laughs) I will delete anything. I will delete a whole garden plan mm-hmm. quick. If, if it's electronic, mm-hmm. oh, it's oh, gone. Like I'm not paying to start. Yeah. yeah. So I labeled it version 15. <laughs> everything's version one for yeah. me. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm a weird guy, but that's okay. All right. I've actually really enjoyed this episode. It's fun. Yeah. I like ranting. It's been a while since I've done it. I think it's, it's time to bring Who it back. Who would have thought a box would bring this joy? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We're on box two of the Winter Garden Checklist for those that are keeping Just track. wait until three. <laughs> yeah, and so as of right now, the plan is to every month do these, you know, go over each box, yeah. at least for this yeah. year. I don't think it'd be good to go over it every year. Yeah, well, <laughs> Just replay yeah, we'll it. See. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Things might change. You know, as we learn things too, we can change yeah. things. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's all good. So everybody, we love you guys. Leave us a review. Get started on these things. Get them going. Stay strong. It's winter time. It's cold. But Batavia's only wearing compression socks because she hurts herself. Mm-hmm. So everybody, send her all of your all of your sympathy cards and everything. <laughs> Hopefully she'll feel better. Feel free you know, to we'll put see a, a video of her hobbling around. Car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, check us out on YouTube and all of our social medias, Backyard Gardens TV. And until next time, keep it real. Wear a mask. Stay safe. And um, we'll holla. See ya. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us today. If you want to continue the conversation or just see what we've been up to, feel free to follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. And we'd love to see your gardens and what you've been up to. So tag your photos with hashtag BYG podcast and we'll share them and help you out with whatever kind of issues you have. We just we love seeing what you guys are doing. And if you want to see some videos that we were producing, 
Uh, you can follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV, and we'll be posting clips and podcasts and recipes and vlogs and greenhouse stuff and all that good stuff, everything to keep your garden soul happy. So head on over to our social media pages and give us a like, a follow, and a subscribe. And until next time, learn to grow, grow for change, and we're going to call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.